Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome to this week's episode of A Drummer's Guide 2. So today I'm covering a subject which is all about decision making, which, I mean, in any career where you are self-employed, there are many decisions to be made, um, you know, what to focus on, what to agree to do, what what not to agree to do. Um, there's a lot of decisions that I have to make if, say, I've been booked for other gigs and then another gig will come in or another opportunity. And I just wanted to talk about um, some difficult decisions that I've had to made, make, rather, and how I've tried to make the best of them, really. Um, so yeah, like I say, every day seems to be full of decisions. Some of them seem inconsequential, other ones seem huge. And I wanted to talk about one specific one that I had to make and how I used it as an opportunity, actually, where most would kind of, um, well, I shouldn't say most, I can't speak for other people, but I may have handled it in a different way where I would have fallen apart and um, just possibly even put down the sticks for good. But instead I went, okay, I'm gonna use this as an opportunity. So let me be a little bit more specific. Um, I'm talking specifically about when I parted ways with the darkness. Now, I had such a great time with those lads. Uh, we worked together for around about a year, although in the public eye it only seemed like I was there for literally probably a month or something crazy like that. But we had started working together in 2014. We recorded an album together, The Last of Our Kind, which I'm immensely proud of to be a, uh, a part of. Um, and was a wonderful experience working with those lads um, and Dan got an incredible sound of the drums and I wish I'd have paid more attention so I could recreate the sound that he got it was so incredible um, yeah and then we did a little bit of touring we recorded some videos and, and all sorts of matter of mad stuff like they do you know um, so yeah and we were having a good time but it kind of came to a point where both me and the boys decided that it probably wasn't the best idea for me to carry on with them which was totally fine I mean it was of course it was upsetting because it was you know you're parting ways with what is your family or what was my family for like almost a year um, and although it was very sad I thought okay right here's the situation everyone thinks that I'm out with this band even though publicly it was said you know that we're parting ways and uh, wishing each other luck and blah 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 all the nice things um, just because that w that announcement was made it didn't mean that everyone would realize that I was back on the market as it were as a drummer to hire so I thought right realistically it's going to take some time for people to realize that I'm around so I mean this happened in beginning of May I think it was and um, I thought right no one's going to be calling me for literally the rest of the year so how am I gonna leverage this to my own advantage basically um, and let people know that I'm out there and just take stock of like what I want to be doing because I mean with anything where it is quite a uh, life-changing sort of uh, decision you kind of do look at things and take stock and go okay what's important right now and that can take something that is a big upheaval in your life in any respect and it will make you become very introspective and that's exactly what it did so I remember um, going on holiday actually not soon uh, not soon no soon after <laughs> uh, we parted ways and I remember just sitting 
sort of looking out into the sea very pensively, of course, very artistically. Yes, definitely. And I remember thinking, well, let me use this as an opportunity. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a list um, of the things that I absolutely adore about my job. And also the things that I don't really enjoy about my job, because I mean, in anything, obviously I get to do my dream job every day and I'm so grateful. That doesn't mean that there aren't parts of it that I really don't like. And I thought if I could minimise the things that I don't like and maximise the things that I do like, then surely that will put me in a much better position and also make me feel like I have a bit of control over my career path and choice because it's a weird thing being a session drummer a lot of your um a lot of your sort of worth and and um identity comes from other people calling you which is a really strange headspace to be in because if people aren't calling you you feel completely worthless and it's very difficult to concentrate, for me at least, it's difficult to concentrate on something that's going to further my career and make more people call me. I find that quite difficult. It seems so broad and there's so many people to kind of connect with and and be in touch with and, you know, and then you think about all the other drummers and you start thinking, well, they're all so much more amazing than me. Why would they, why would anyone call me? And you end up going into this mad sort of mental spiral. At least I do. I can, like I say, can only speak for myself, but I definitely go there and it makes me, like I say, it gets me into a very dark place and it takes quite a lot to come out. So I sat down and this was one of the things that I really didn't like. And I thought, well, why is that? Why, why do I not like that? Obviously, I don't like feeling down and all that stuff. Um, but what is it that is making me feel so horrible? And I realised I felt completely out of control. And I don't know about you guys, but I am a control freak. Self-confessed, absolute control freak. I love... I love being in control, especially of my own career, especially. I'm very picky about how I project myself to people, um, not just on a work front, but also on the front of like, say, up and coming drummers. I like to, I like to try and be a good role model. Whether I am or not, I don't know, but I'm aiming for that at the very least. So yes, complete control freak. And I thought, okay, well, when people are calling me for gigs, I'm completely out of control. What well, I feel I am, and there's not much I can do about it. Okay, so I don't like that. Let's try and minimise that. So what would be the opposite of that? Well, something that means that I am in control and I can do something and I can be proactive because I love being proactive about things. I love feeling like I'm investing in my career and I'm getting some sort of return on it. So, okay, let me let me think. Okay, I need to have that in my tick box of whatever I'm going to do. Um, what else do I really love? I love um, the variety of playing with different people. And to be completely honest, that was a big part of the reason that the stuff with the darkness didn't work because they needed me to commit to just them. And I had spent 18 years previous uh, building up uh, basically a, a, a career of playing with tons of different people and, and having that variety and not I mean, I've never really stuck with one artist at one time. I'm always playing with like two or three. So at the moment, I mean, I'm playing with Thompson Twins, um, Kim Wilde and Howard Jones. And, you know, you just make it work. You make the, the schedules work. And I've always thrived on that. I love I love the challenge of being between a few different gigs at one time. And, and it keeps me interested and fresh for each of them. It doesn't detract for me. It makes it really fun. So I thought, OK, um, yeah, I want to do that. I want to have variety. I want to be working with different people. 
um, and I want to do a great job. Absolutely fine. Um, what else do I like? I love meeting new people. It comes in part to do with the playing with lots of different people, but I love meeting new people. That's one thing I adore so much. I mean, give me someone to chat to and I will chat to you for hours. I will try and find out as much as I can about you because people just fascinate me, um, especially if you're meeting them from all over the world because obviously they come from very different cultures and, and that is fascinating to me. So that was also on my list. So uh, and then obviously the most basic one, I love drumming. Funnily enough, I do a whole podcast series about my experiences drumming and videos about my experience drumming because I love it. I just, it's the only thing I feel good at and obviously I would like to leverage that. So those kind of were my main points that I wanted to have um, in terms of moving forward. What was the next step? And the conclusion that I came to was... Well, why don't... Because I'd seen a few people doing this already. And although I didn't have the facilities, I thought, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. It's just my way. I will find a way. If I'm that determined, I will do it. And I thought, okay, I will start doing remote recording. Like I said, I'd seen a few other people doing it. Um, I thought I was... I would be capable enough to do it. I didn't say I was, you know great at that very moment I mean I've said in a few other places when I first started this studio when I made the decision I didn't even know how the connection between the mics and the preamps kind of I didn't know the physicality of how that even worked I mean I was so like basic I knew how to run logic because I'd been using that and I knew how to run with an interface because I because I'd been using that in various things but I couldn't understand the kind of connection between all all the, like the two things and then uh, analog preamps and how do they connect to something that's USB and how does this all connect to a desk and you know there were all these questions in my mind but all I knew was I thought right I want to have that remote recording thing I want to have my own business that I can run that if times are rough I can be reaching out to people, I can be making connections, I can be doing some work for free if I want to, if I want to bring up my portfolio, which is what I did at the very beginning. Um, you know, there were things that I could actively do to progress and it was a focus that was clear. And yeah, so that was kind of my pie in the sky plan. And, and I just thought, well, I've got to do it. So I did. I basically did it. I, I built a studio I got uh, a company in to kind of come and look and and acoustically treat the studio set it all up um well, was in build it and then I learned how it all worked and I I mean I'm still learning every day I learn something new and I think that's important in any respect it's it's just um yeah you've got a You've got to always be learning because otherwise it's you're stagnant and you're dying, basically. Um, I think I told this story already on a Facebook Live, but I'll tell it here as well because it really made me laugh. Um, so there's this guy that I went to school with, loveliest guy ever, known him for a very long time. And it must have been just as we were leaving school that I saw him and he said... Um, we were chatting, he said, how's the drumming? I said, oh yeah, it's great, you know, yeah, I'm sort of doing it, I'm doing gigs and blah, 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 blah. And I said, how are you? He said, yeah, yeah, I'm really good. Actually, I've um, I've started learning uh, the bass. I said, oh, that's really cool, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm having lessons and all that. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. He goes, yeah, I'd love to sort of play and, and be professional. And I said, that's amazing, like, good luck with it sort of thing. I ran into him again maybe three years later. 
and I remembered this conversation and I said oh hey how are you doing like how's the bass playing going and he just went yeah it's really good I learned it all and I looked at him like I'm sorry what did you just say and he just went I, I I've learned it all and I'm, I, I mean I I was like I I I don't know how to um respond I I all I could say was okay oh great well that's really great um I need to go over here because I can't continue a conversation that starts like that I'm really sorry um so yeah and and you know I just I just thought oh god that just so doesn't compute with me because you know drumming learning any instrument anything creative at all really in fact anything because everything's always changing um you can't you can't know it all because that's not possible that's literally physically impossible anyway um so yeah, so uh, I'm always learning every day with the whole recording side of things. Um, always reaching out to people that have a hell of a lot more uh, experience than I do, that's for sure. And yeah, and what I realised was that, yes, I wanted to invest my time and money into this studio, but what it also meant was that I could still be on the road touring, because I love touring. I love playing live. I love seeing the world. Again, I love playing with lots of different people. Um, it's just a very different thing. It's a very different headspace. And it's really funny, actually. I So a few drummers that I've met over the years, there's one in particular um, who I won't name. Um, I'm, I mean, he is one of my favourite people on the planet. I can't stress enough how much I love this drummer as a player, as a person. His whole outlook is just wonderful. And um, I met him a few years ago and he was so sweet and uh, he was playing with a huge artist that I, I'm a big fan of as well. And before he'd gone on tour, doing this basically world tour, he had only been, well not only, sorry, his main uh, thing was um, studio session drumming. And that was like, that was his world, that was his playground that was where he was most comfortable in the same way that before setting up the studio live was my comfort zone it was my playground I have fun and you know there I've just I've done it for so long that it just comes very naturally to me and he was exactly the same with the recording studio side of things and um yeah we spoke afterwards and I was like oh how are you enjoying like the whole touring thing because um I like you don't really tour that much do you and it was really funny because he was just like, oh, like, yeah, I mean, I'm still learning so much. I'm so out of my comfort zone and I find it really, like, difficult and, um, like, to let go and to perform because, like, I just have that recording brain. And it was really weird. I hadn't thought about it until he said it. And then I thought back to his performance and, I mean, it sounded incredible. But actually, in his performance, he was slightly tentative almost and I was like oh that's so interesting that it can work the other way around because I just did I just take for granted that I can do the live thing because I've always done it anyway I saw him again a few years later and um he'd obviously uh what's the word he'd obviously embrace the situation because he was performing it still sounded amazing I was just like you are incredible and yeah it was so good but I think that's the thing, like in anything, you're always going to start out and be totally just like rabbit in the headlights. But if you embrace it and just go, right, I'm going to learn this though, because the end goal 
Um, not that there is an end goal, because as I just said, you're never going to know everything. Um, but your aim is so clear that you're like, right, well, I might not be good at this yet, but I know that the more that I do it, the better that I'm going to get. And that's just inevitable. Like, as long as you're striving to be better every day, then you're going to get better at it. And that's how I was with the studio. And um, as I was saying, like, so when I, I, I would still be able to tour and then when I'm home, whereas usually in between tours, I'd be a nightmare. I'd be so down on myself. And if there were no gigs in the diary, I would be panicking, um, not just financially, but like personally, like my soul was like, oh my gosh, you're obviously worth nothing and you're not good enough because no one's calling you. So you should just like hang up your sticks now and just get it over with sort of thing. And this is the way that I would talk to myself. I still sometimes do and I have to catch myself. But what the studio meant was literally the day that I got off the road, I would be in the studio the next day. I would be recording for people that I'd set up whilst I was on the road and saying, you know, if people got in touch saying, can you record this track? I'd say, well, look, I'm actually on the road for the next month. If you can wait then I will do it literally the day that I get back and that would I mean that personally gave me so much joy to be able to come straight back in and be giving to someone else and to be helping someone else you know and yeah it was just invaluable it still is like I say when I get off the road I'm straight in the studio I'm in touch with new artists I'm recording I'm just yeah just making connections basically and funnily enough actually this series of the um, A Drummer's Guide 2 uh, helping people with their journey and, and just sharing some of my experience that has given me so much um, joy and I I literally love it so when I'm not recording I'm doing this I'm writing blogs I'm recording videos and I just adore it so much and again it was because I had a crossroads I had a difficult decision that I had to make and I got another chance to sit down and just go okay what's important to me what do I love and I just do you know what I've, I've said this a few times not just um on video and, and stuff like that but uh, I even said it to a friend of mine last night I have this really specific image and it's making the hairs on my back of on the back of my neck stand up right now as I think about it um I think it must have been three years ago so 2015 let's I think it was 2015 that sounds about right I went to the London drum show um, in Olympia in uh, southwest London and I just went to go and hang out and say hello to my endorsers and you know just go and say hello to people really uh, meet up with a few friends see some drumming obviously and yeah just have a nice sort of day and I was chatting to someone I can't even remember who it was and this um, woman came up to me and she said I'm really sorry to interrupt it's just um so my daughter has been watching your videos on YouTube and um, she's a really big fan. You, uh, you're so inspiring to her. Um, you know, would you would you mind coming and saying hello? And I was like, absolutely, 100 percent. Yes, I would love to meet your daughter. And I went over to her daughter and her daughter was like nine years old, like nine years old. And and she just was looking at me like, I mean, I thought she was looking terrified. I don't know. But, and I was just suddenly struck with this like overwhelming feeling of, well, I wanted to burst into tears because I was so moved by the fact that she even 
cared and let alone that was inspired and you know I was helping her in her dream to become a drummer she was already drumming at nine years old I had this great conversation with her where I was like so how long have you been playing she's like oh I, I started when I was seven and I'm like oh my well you've got four years on me sweetheart so you're gonna be like the next I don't know the next biggest thing like totally I'll be seeing you on the on the circuit you're gonna be stealing all my gigs and I can't wait like come and do that 100% and she was just so sweet and then it it struck me that you know trying to be a role model for um not just young girls just young musicians that are trying to come up and and want to do what I wanted to do when I was their age or a little bit older you know um and I thought that was so important to me because I never had that and I never felt like there was anyone talking about what I wanted to do. Not not outwardly, not openly. I would read tons of interviews and you would get little tidbits of information, but there was nothing about the actual journey of how to get there. And the thought that I was able to help this girl just like floored me totally. And then I remember her mum saying something to me as well which was, um, for anyone that hasn't actually seen me, I, I don't have any, like, piercings aside from my ears. Although, actually, I used to have my eyebrow pierced, but it grew out. That's another story. Um, so I don't have my ears pierced. Uh, sorry, I only have my ears pierced, and I don't have any, like, tattoos or anything like that. And what she said to me was, um, I, you're, what did she say? It was something along the lines of, I'm really glad that you're just, like, yourself. You don't have tattoos. You don't have loads of piercings. Um, and you're a really good role model. And whilst I have no problem with tattoos or anything like that, and actually I'd really like to have tattoos, but I'm pretty certain that my body's going to reject it because I've got really sensitive skin and it's such a pain. But I, some of my best friends are literally covered, and I think tattoos are gorgeous and they're like artwork to me. So I've got zero issue with tattoos. I think they're brilliant. But it wasn't that exact fact. It was this thing of being a role model and presenting myself in a certain way that was something to look up to and to aspire to and, you know, not be this sort of swearing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Anyone that knows me in real life knows that I do swear quite a lot, especially when I've been on tour or when I'm on tour. Um, I don't know what it is. I turn into like sailor mouth or I don't, is that, is that the term? I don't know. Um, but when I'm doing stuff like this, it's really important to me to project a, a good role model image, I guess. Um, so, yeah, and, and this, like I say, I had to make this difficult decision. And this at this particular crossroads, I went, do you know what? I love helping people. I love, I love being able to see the inspiration that comes from a nine-year-old little girl's eyes when they're looking at you and when they're looking at the drums and remembering how I felt when I was that young and and what that meant to me and then also the journey that I then took I mean if you'd have told my 11 year old self because that's when I started playing you're going to be doing this for your living I, I would have just been like yeah whatever what are you don't be ridiculous but somewhere in the back of my head, I just went, no, oh, I am going to do this. And I just found a way and, you know, I'm here to talk about it now, which is amazing. But had I have had the kind of thing that I'm trying to put out there, I'd like to think that I would have gotten there quicker. 
um, with less heartache because I've had a lot of heartache through the drums, uh, through making mistakes and stuff, which I've spoken a little bit about already and I will continue to speak about. Um, and yeah, I just, I want to create the thing that I wish I had as a kid, basically. And like I say, I had a chance to sit down. This is what I came up with. So now I've got my touring, I've got my studio, my recording, and now I've got this uh, educational series, I guess. Gosh, me and educate. Can you believe that? That just sounds mental. Um, yeah, just sharing my experiences. Let's just say that. I wouldn't call myself an educator. Just, you know, I've lived a bit of life and I'm not saying I know everything, but I want to share my experiences, basically. And hopefully that'll help people. Fingers crossed, eh? I'm going to keep putting stuff out there until nobody is listening anymore which might be right now who knows but hey I'm gonna try for that nine-year-old girl that um yeah looked at me like that so do you know the worst thing though and this is my problem in life and I I've already said this in I think a podcast uh and I will no doubt say it again many a time I can't remember her name and that kills me and I'm terrible with names like awful like the worst and it, it makes me sad because people mean a lot to me, but the fact that I can't remember their names really, um, it seems disrespectful from my point of view, even though I'm the one saying I can't remember your name, that doesn't mean that you don't mean so much to me because, you know, everyone I meet really does. Um, geez, I mean, this girl has inspired me to do all this. So, yeah, um, anyway, I'm getting all sentimental, but... The whole point of this whole podcast uh, episode is to say that when difficult decisions are made, whether they're in your control or not, I think that if you can use it as an opportunity to reassess the situation, then you can make it into a positive thing, no matter what. Even if it was a positive decision, um, you can really make the best of it. And realistically, you know, there's not there's not a path that's laid out for you you just make a decision and you make that the right path and it's what you do with your decision that matters um because if you don't work at it then nothing will progress so yeah I think just try and do what you love do more of what you love do less of what you don't love and hopefully we'll all be even happier who knows um anyway I'm gonna leave you guys alone I've been talking for a good 26 minutes apparently um i hope you guys are having an amazing 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 day uh there will be another podcast out soon on friday and that one is about how to survive tours in respect to uh, a mental state an emotional state and a physical state and yeah, there's plenty other videos on this subject uh, talking slightly differently about stuff. So if you check out on my YouTube or my Instagram or my Facebook, there is now a Facebook group, which is called A Drummer's Guide To, where everyone's being all lovely and supportive and wonderful to each other. Um, yeah, and then I've got, I think I mentioned in the last podcast, I've got uh, an Alexa skill as well, which gives like daily advice that I've been given that inspires me which hopefully will inspire you as well. Um, yeah, and as before, if you have any questions you'd like to ask me, email me at info at adrummersguide2.com or go to adrummersguide2.com to ask a question through a form on there, which you can also do anonymously. And on there, you can also see all the different blogs, videos. Um, yeah, just 
a whole ton of stuff. Uh, like I say, I'm really trying to get this information out there to everyone. So I don't care whether you like listening to podcasts or watching YouTube or you're only on Facebook or Instagram. I'm on Snapchat now as well. I'm putting stuff out there. I literally just want this to get to as many people as possible and help as many people as possible. And hopefully it does and hopefully it inspires and hopefully it motivates. And hopefully when those times that come where you're just going, oh, I think I should give up because I don't think I'm cut out for this. I want to be the one that's there going, you can do it because if I can do it you can do it I've been there I've been through those head spaces of like why am I doing this I'm not good enough I why like there's so many other people that are doing so much better than me and doing all that comparison thing is awful so I want to be that person to say you can do it like trust me you can do it you just gotta keep going you just gotta keep going remember luck is just persistence and timing so just keep going momentum 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 Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. I'm literally rambling on and on. I will leave you to your day. Have a wonderful time. Come back next week for more rambling and I shall speak to you soon. All right, I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.